On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as loud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. You're listening to Tall Can Audio. I have something to say to you! Here's your host. The issue here, sir, is that everyone fucking hates you. Matt Robinson. So, we do it again. Every year, as most of you know, I have a... uh, the Maple Leaf flag is hung out on the balcony, for better or worse, pretty much always worse, and uh, there's always that moment where you go and take it down. Now we have a bylaw here in the building, says you're not allowed to uh, have stuff hanging on the balcony, so it only goes up during playoff time, and uh, I don't know, normally it's down before anybody has time to complain too much, about two weeks, and uh, here we are, no different again. So we uh, take it down. It's kind of an okay time to reflect a little bit on, I guess, before we go any further. Last year was the first time recorded the the flag-lowering ceremony. And uh, my pain gave you all a lot of joy, it seems. So we'll take you on that journey again. And uh, it's just a good time to kind of reflect on the season and what happened and, and maybe what's next. And so, uh, there was a lot of things that seemed different this year, but you find yourself standing in the exact same place when it's all over. Ooh, quite a bit nicer out here. It's like a thousand degrees in Ottawa this week and like a thousand and three degrees in my condo. Um... I think most of you have been listening to most of these. The uh, the air conditioning units was broken up on the roof, and so uh, they uh, they used a crane to take it down. And then they were going to come back a week later and put the new one up. And then uh, in that week, the construction industry across the province of Ontario went on strike, and the uh, crane operators here in Ottawa were part of that. So they haven't been able to put the new one up. And yeah, we had a week here of uh, 30 degree temperatures. It's been pretty fucking uncomfortable. So look, you find yourself standing in the exact same place, no matter how much you want to say the process was better, the team was better, they performed better, they faced a tough team. It's all true. But you're in the same place. So what do we want to do now? And that's going to be the hard part. 
I've said a few times on the show over the course of the season, if it doesn't go better this year, everybody's talking about, you know, don't fire Keefe. Don't fire Dubas. Well, some people are calling for Dubas's head, but I don't have much time for that. The problem is those are Shanny decisions. And I don't know that this will be left up to, uh, up to Shanny. The board at MLSE spends a ton of money on the Maple Leafs because they make a ton of money on the Maple Leafs. They, unfortunately, though, could be making much, much more money on the Maple Leafs. If you could get a few more, it's uh, a good knot. Um, if you could get a few more home playoff dates. And really, it is guys like Shanny and Dubas who care about winning and losing. The board at MLSE cares about money. They don't really care. There's no prestige. There's prestige in owning the team. There's not prestige in winning to them. They're looking at the bottom line. And that's what this decision this summer is going to come down to, I think, at this point. Before you you wonder what Dubas should do. Jesus Christ, I cannot get this knot undone. Uh, the way the wind's been blowing out here, it's pretty tight. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, before you worry about, oh, they should trade this guy, they should let that guy walk, they should re-sign so-and-so, who's going to be running the show? And I think there's a possibility that the board says, we're cleaning house. Shanny's gone, Dubas is gone. Maybe Keith as well. And I think that would be a mistake because I think it's far more likely than not that whoever you replace them with will be worse. Um, regardless of what you think just happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs, finished with 115 points in the regular season, uh, which is a franchise record. Um Mitch Marner was unbelievable. Austin Matthews was unbelievable. Despite the fact that everybody was dumping all over Nylander and Tavares for underperforming, they were both a point a game. Uh, He's helped build that. He's locked them up. The only contract, as I've said a few times, that I thought was a really bad deal or that it was a significant overpay was Marner. And I don't know that I still feel that way over how he's performed over the last two seasons. Uh, being well above a point a game. And, uh, you know, I think you brought in Kampf, Mikheyev, Engvall, gave them a chance as a third line, and those guys put up some points, a surprising amount of points uh, in the regular season, and then kind of went dry in the playoffs. I don't really know yet what the aberration is. Like, I don't know whether it was reasonable to expect those guys to keep scoring. In the playoffs, um, certainly their shooting percentages went off a cliff, but maybe they weren't as good as we thought. Uh, and then a fourth line, I thought Colin Blackwell being added at the deadline with Giordano, uh, you know, was pretty good for a fourth line guy. Kasha, again, when healthy, was great risk. Like we talk about the moves that Dubas made over the. Uh, sort of stopped untying the flag here. I'm sitting outside and there's a nice cool breeze because I think there's a thunderstorm supposed to roll in. I don't really want to go back in my sauna of a condo. Um, I think Kasha was good. Like I said, when healthy, 
you know, the moves he made throughout the season to bring in Giordano. He was very, very good in the role they asked him to play. I, I guess the point that I'm trying to drive at is I'm at a bit of a loss because I've been all in on this model. Now, this model, I said last year, maybe needed to be reevaluated given the fact that the cap stopped going up. Like, there was no way for Dubas to predict that the pandemic was going to absolutely destroy the salary cap and the economy of the, the league. He was also never guaranteed that it would continue to go up the way that it had. So there's no sympathy for him. He ran a risk and he lost. But I think most GMs were running that same risk. Um, maybe just not to the same significance. So let's say you're somebody who believes Dubas is going to stay, but you need to make changes. Well, I don't know what those are. All of your big four were over a point a game in this series um, and at times dominant, but you were playing the Stanley Cup champs and they weren't going to go down easy. So, like, I, I understand and I do believe that the Tavares contract will look worse and worse as time goes on. I don't believe it looks terrible yet. Um, Willie is the best value. I'm not saying he's the best player. Like, it takes a little nuance, right? It takes a little context for the numbers he's giving you, for the goals and the points he's giving you at the cap hit, at cap hit, at the cap hit he's giving it to you at. He's your best value contract out of those guys like the others are sort of performing at you know for what they're being paid that's what they should give you I think Willie is overproducing his contract so I don't really want to trade him uh Tavares's contract is properly shaped (laughs) that the biggest numbers are already paid out and his cash is now far less than his cap hit but he has a no move clause and you brought him in to be, you know, your captain and the the come home guy and all that stuff. So I can't imagine a, that they want to move him and B that he would agree to move. Uh, And so underneath that, I just, I don't know what else you do next year. You're going to need Nick Robertson to arrive. And he had a great second half in the AHL. But uh, has not yet shown, in very limited action, has not yet shown anything at the NHL level. Uh, he's pretty easily pushed off the puck. Also, though, every time he gets called up, uh, Sheldon Keefe uses him very, very sparingly. So you could make an argument, and a f- pretty fair one, that he hasn't been given a chance yet. But he needs to arrive because you need guys on every level contracts to play uh, to make this cap setup work uh, I, I gotta tell you though guys at, at this at this point I just I'm at a loss uh, in principle I'm with a lot of really smart people that I've seen online run it back run it back it's a good process that had bad results this year it's a good team showed tons of Resilience did not collapse. Everything you needed to be better this year was better this year. But you can't shy away from the fact that the end result was the exact same. The team that played Tampa in in this round would have destroyed Montreal last year. 
but you that's not the matchup you got. So this is going to be a really interesting offseason. I think it's going to take uh, a pile of restraint and patience to not blow this up, to not make major changes. And I think, you know, no doubt there will be time to talk about this ad nauseum over the coming weeks. I think, though, I'm on the side of don't blow it up. Run it back as best you can. Minor tweaks here and there. Like, like I thought Giordano looked good. But, like, somebody, even at 38, 39 years old, somebody's going to be willing to give that guy for a year three or four million. You can't afford to do that. You can't do that. Um, if you wanted to come to Toronto <laughs> on a Jason Spezza league min deal, I would certainly consider it. He was certainly worth that. I just can't imagine why he would want to do that at this point in his career. There's still money to be made out there for him. You also have to be aware that Rasmus Sandin showed he is a regular left D uh, in the NHL this year. So, you know, where would Giordano play? Um, is someone else moving out? I, I don't know, right? But these are the sorts of questions you're going to ask. Minor tweaks. Yeah, I liked Giordano. I don't think Giordano will be back. Blackwell, same. Um, yeah, you're going to need your Alex Steves and your Nick Robertsons and your Rasmus Sandines and your guys on cheap deals to contribute next year and, and put up numbers because if you are going to hold on to all of your big four and really now big five, Morgan Riley moving into that contract extension at $7 million, it's not, you know, it's getting tight. And that's not even to talk about the goaltending. I thought Jack Campbell was fine. Uh, at times, great, but not, a, not the whole series. And that's sort of what we've talked about a bunch of times. You know, Rob and I certainly throughout the year, Jack Campbell... No one ever should have expected that guy to be a Vesna Trophy winner. But the Leafs were supposed to be good enough that he just had to be okay, and that would be enough for you. And I think he did that in this series. He finished with a higher save percentage than Vasilevsky. So was he great? No. Was he fine? Yeah. And I think the Leafs were good enough in front of him that that's all you needed from him. So, but... What does that mean moving forward? There were times early in the season when he was dominating that we thought we may be talking about a number north of five, five million bucks. They can't fit that. Um, I think Friedman reported earlier this week that the Leafs approached him at a number, you know, maybe like two seven five, which would be double what he's making now. And uh, they didn't have much interest in talking about that number. Like they were closer to four. So I don't know if he's coming back, right? There are going to be changes. The question is, who's going to make those changes and how drastic are they going to be? How deep are the cuts going to be? I think this year they showed a ton more maturity, a ton more focus, a ton more skill, uh, and played the Stanley cup champs right to the very edge. But at the end, they didn't get it done just like in past years. So, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe you have to, maybe you have to do something different because we're still, I think, two years away before the cap might move up significantly. Are you willing to try and endure that, survive that? That is also the summer. Austin Matthews 
needs a new contract. So the second the cap has its big pump, it may be immediately eaten up by him anyway. So, look, we'll get into this a ton more over the coming weeks and months as uh, as news breaks and and uh, we get a clearer picture of what these guys are going to do. But uh, the flag is down for another year. I always do it uh, the night they're eliminated. Living here in Ottawa, I don't wish to give anyone the satisfaction of driving by in the morning and seeing it up and going, ha ha, you lost, your team's there to get, yeah, we did, and they are. But uh, now, people who drive by here every day still get the satisfaction of seeing it gone. But no one, uh, you know, just on a casual drive by who uh, who isn't normally here will uh, will get to see it and point and laugh at me. There's enough people pointing and laughing at me. I don't need... I don't need any more. So the flag is down for another year. And uh, God willing, we'll put her up next spring. Take another run at the thing. We'll see you guys later. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. It was a disgrace. Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at TallCanAudio.com or by searching TallCan Audio on your favorite podcast app.